here we go. Who the hell are you, man? Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. We are the knights! Uh-huh. Hold on to your butt. And now for something completely different. Hello out there, and welcome to the Knights of Nerditude podcast, the podcast for all things nerd. I am your host tonight, Sean, and I'm here on the Skype hotline with... Getting sick of all this sand. It's Sam. Uh, the lizard just came out of my nose. It's John. I just want to stay home, get drunk, and talk trash about people. It's Chris. Here, here. Uh, yeah, so uh, it, it, it's been a, a long week for us. Uh, COVID has hit us, so we're going to be remote for the next probably few weeks, but it's okay. Um, it, 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 we're not going to name names on who came down with COVID. It was and, me. It was yeah. I did. <laughs> It's, and I got it, it the day, I tested positive the day after our last podcast, but yeah. thankfully it looks like no one else has gotten it, so. Yeah, we're, we've all tested negative, which is nice, even though we've, we were locked, that's odd, we were locked yes. in a room for like hours with you, and none of us tested But Sean, positive, your so. basement has such good ventilation. Right? We had it's a probably, fan going. Yes, yes. The fan I <laughs> the, bought the fan. at Ocean State Job Lot <laughs> has saved us all. The fan was blowing the disease to my direction. Yeah, no, I was fine. It was all Chris getting all of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you guys, fake disease. <laughs> John's just faking it. Fake disease. Get the get the get the vaccine either way, but it, but it's a fake disease. <laughs> it's a free vaccine, still, you know. Sam, you got to follow the money for the all the free stuff. You got to follow that money. Yeah. Um, I get anything if it's free. <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah. So we we got a we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got some news. We've got. Um, we've got a couple movies on Kanto and don't look up Netflix is don't look up, um, Coda, but Coda, uh, Boba Fett, but we got some news, Chris, you want to start us off with some news? Yes. Yes. Most importantly, and biggest news of the year so far, uh, Morbius gets pushed back to April. Yes. So oh my three, God. This is months. the first time I'm hearing this. Yeah. So, so this is, so. It's it's okay. Pushback because a couple things that kind of lined up perfectly that gave him an excuse. Right. It's Spider Man's doing great and yeah. Omicron is kind of sweeping the nation. Yeah. It's... Well, the world probably, but you know, they're, they're, who cares it, it about the world? Like care this, about U.S. It kind of hit like this perfect <laughs> excuse to move this movie. Yeah. And uh, you know, Sony took it. Sony did it. And. Uh, I as as somebody Push who likes and has read Morbius comics, I don't have high hopes for this movie. Um, it's just I don't because based on the trailers, it just I don't understand what they're going for for a tone. And I mean, it, it who knows? But uh, it, it I I don't know what. Obviously, the reason why they're pushing back isn't because they need to do reshoots or re-edits or anything like that. Like, it's kind of like how uh, was it Dark Phoenix was when they kept pushing that back. Yeah. Where so, like, it's so fun, done. Just funny like story. Recent. Actually, I was looking this up too, because uh, I was I was genuinely curious. Which movie do you think was pushed back more times, um, date wise, 
Do you think it was the New Mutants or Morbius? Are we talking? I know the answer. Are we talking? You know the answer. Then don't. I say do anything. know the answer, so I'm not saying. Then anything. don't say anything. Are we I'm talking, talking the, total the times? Time? No, no. The from times, the first it was pushed date, back. Yeah, date, from the yeah. first release date to when it actually is supposed to come out or did come okay, out. So, no, 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 no. I'm talking the the number of times Sony came out and said this movie has changed time. Changed so compared to Fox doing the same. Yeah, thing. yeah, to Fox doing the same thing. Which one do you think was more? I mean, I'm pretty sure. The amount of time pushback was New Mutants, but I'll say uh, Morbius in terms of just the amount of times they pushed it back. Yes, you're absolutely right. Because yeah. I was looking at it, I'm like, this is, this is a lot. And then I looked it up, and sure enough, yeah. Morbius was pushed back five times, but New Mutants was pushed back four. It's just it was pushed back like two years. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Morbius is, I think the Morbius was only like eight months where they changed the date so many times. Yeah. But yeah, it, it set the record for uh, movie pushback the most because of COVID. Well, so I congratulations, mean, they did something. Time, 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 <laughs> dates wise, yes, but I think like Top Gun is gonna take that. Yeah, <laughs> I think Top Gun was pushed way out, right? They haven't even well, set a date yet. So no, they did. I thought they did. Well, they. I think they, it's they, summer. They it was supposed it for to be May. Last summer. And then, uh, was it, isn't it like is it still May of this year or like late May? Um, but I don't know. I'm not going to see that movie. I have just to, wait I until the gamma variant comes out. Yeah. Right. Nah. I know. We're already past that. Aren't yeah, we? we? Whatever. Are. Alpha beta day. You, you, Delta, you know what the joke was. Yeah. The, the joke. We understand, John. Pi is next. Pi is next. Pi rose. I would love a pie virus. Oh no, cherry and chocolate cream. It might be in time for pie day. It might be in time for pie day. Oh, I would love pie. Oh, I can't. I do so. Anybody else here celebrate pie day? Uh, uh, My old office used to like buy like to a T. Oh, like so you don't like personally celebrate it? Like, because honestly, I I love it. I know I get like chicken pot pie for dinner. I oh. I get like a pie for dessert. Are you talking Usually like, it's like a... the ninety nine cent frozen chicken pot pie with ten no, like I, I get, of sodium? No, I usually go get like Wright's Farm or something like Ooh, that. Oh, the good stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. It's pie day. Why would I not celebrate it with the good stuff? Can we just? Can we just? Okay. So for those of you who don't live in the New England area, <laughs> if you ever go to New England area, particularly Rhode Island, Northern Rhode Island, it's this place called Wright's Dairy Farm. And it well, has no. well, the yeah. best. They sell chickens there. They, they. No, no, no. There's those are two different farms. That's a different yeah, that's Sam. A different you're gonna farm. confuse them. So the <laughs> it's, it's the the farm where it sells all like the baked goods and everything. It Let, has well, the best like cake and pastries oh, yeah. and oh, coffee yeah. milk around. They have, yeah, they have really good anything dairy. No, uh, honestly, like if you're not from around here and you do visit, go to both Wright's farms. They are far apart from each other one's in like burrowville the other one's in, in burrowville smithfield no it's well it's like woodsocket burrowville smithfield yeah border. no it's it's, it's, it's yeah. yeah it's smithfield it's not burrowville of chris oh really? further okay. west um but yeah like one is like amazing dairy the other one is like Fantastic hey do you like you chicken eat. here eat chicken <laughs> Like, it's it's what weird. Is, what's, it's like, the, what's the menu there? It's like chicken salad pasta. Chicken, yeah, but not just any Potatoes. pasta. It's the, the mini uh, the mini shells in pasta yeah. sauce. Yeah. And then, yeah, potatoes. 
All you can. And eat that's all. It's yeah. They just like give it to you. It's in a trough, and you just eat it like a pig. Family yeah. style. Yeah. <laughs> I only take mine in. This features. is. <laughs> The, the one person who clicked on this episode because we were talking Coda, um, I just I hope you found that very interesting. <laughs> anyway, um, shall I move on with the news? Yeah, moving on Absolutely. with the news. Yeah. Okay, so this, this only kind of appeals to one person, but I saw it and I had to mention it. Okay. Uh, on Godzilla's Twitter page. Ooh. I mean, hey, this, <laughs> Sam's in on that. <laughs> You're in on it? Okay. Godzilla's Twitter page has, uh, like, a, a, a clock that's set to 0900, but everybody God. seems to think it's, like, September 24th. Like, it's a countdown to something. They're going to announce something or... Okay. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. But, I mean, it looks like there's going to be another Godzilla coming. I hope so. And I just... I mean... Are are we t- will are we talking Toho or are we talking? This is Toho um, Godzilla. This is Toho. Okay, all right. So last we saw Toho Godzilla was um, was it Godzilla uh, Shin Godzilla, which came out um, like right after uh, the uh, what? Oh God, what is the uh, legendary? Legendary's Godzilla came out and it was highly praised. Be, uh, it was the first Godzilla movie that didn't reference the original Godzilla because it was a reimagining of what happens if Godzilla comes out now. And listen, if and, you like arguments about bureaucracy, oh my god, it's such a, a political dra- like it's such a political drama set with a background of a googly-eyed giant monster. <laughs> it's it's one of the weirder Godzilla movies you will ever yeah. see, and that's saying something with Godzilla movies. Oh, a hundred percent. But like, it was well done to the point where it made a ton of money. It was highly praised, made a lot of money. One of the highest grossing Godzilla movies in years that for Toho wise. Toho. Yeah. Cause um, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, it had a limited release in the U S unfortunately, cause I really wanted to see it in the theaters. Um, and they shelved a sequel to that because of the success of, legendaries series and then king of the monsters came out that kind of flopped and it was like all right well i guess godzilla versus kong is going to be the last one and then toho will go right back and then turns out that was actually kind of a success like it actually did well (laughs) enough where they it might actually get a sequel so but i would love to see another toho godzilla uh it's it's a questionable whether or not Toho and Legendary are going to team up again. That right. could be. That could be. It's, it. it's it. It's because of King of the Monsters doing so poorly. The only reason why we got Kong versus Godzilla is because it was already like mostly through production when King of the Monsters came out. That's the only reason why we got that movie. If that movie wasn't even greenlit yet, there was no chance it was getting a sequel. Yeah. And you know what? Like, it's one of the highest grossing movies of the pandemic. I think it's number two or three. For a highest grossing movie during the pandemic. And that's with the release on HBO Plus. Yeah. Or Max. Well, anyway, or it's in, in interesting news. So maybe in September or maybe even sooner we'll get an announcement that something. Yeah. I would be. <coughs> something's coming our way. Yeah. Oh no, and... there goes Tokyo. Oh no, Godzilla. 
Anyway, that's that's kind of all I got for news. That's what's going on this week. All right. Yeah, that the the um Morbius was the only news that I remember. Um All right, let's uh let's just hop right into television because we got we got a few like TV like movies that we have to uh talk about. So jump right into television. So if you've been living under a rock, the TV show, the Star Wars spin-off, I guess you would say TV show. Uh the book of Boba Fett has been going on. We are at two episodes right now. Uh, John, Chris, and myself gave our initial thoughts on the first episode uh, and how we felt about the show and where we thought it was going to go and whatnot. So Sam was actually absent. So Sam gets Living to finally the give his free life. Yeah. So uh, Sam finally gets to give his two cents on this show. And uh, now that episode two has come out, we can kind of give a, a better understanding of where we think the show is going and how we feel about the show and whatnot. So, Sam, why don't, why don't you take over? Go ahead. Okay, well, I'll, I'll give my thoughts on the first episode, just real quick. And, All right, that's fine. Uh, it was like, it was a bunch of determined face peop- uh, determined face people giving each other serious looks and a bunch of serious face people giving each other uh, determined looks, or... No, I think I screwed that up. Anyways, <laughs> my point is, it, it it was just a bunch of bunch of people trying to act badass and stuff, all like squinting at each other, going, Ehh. "Was not terribly interesting, kind of boring, eh, kind of just a solid eh, kind of okay." And that that was my thought on the first one, first episode. All right. All right, so we have the second one come out, and it's uh, it focuses. I I would say at least for the first half, it focuses more on quote unquote present day, and then the second half focuses more on uh, where he was before Mando. Um, and so present day, you find out, hey, you know, uh two of the huts are like maybe planning on taking over Jabba's territory. Um, maybe like for anybody who doesn't pay attention to expanded universe or the clone wars. Yeah. There's more than one hut. Like Jabba's not the only one or Gar- was it Gardola from episode one? Like there's more pizza. than that. There's actually like pizza, the hut, uh, from space balls. Uh, <laughs> Played by Dom DeLuise. Uh, anyways. Um, no, like, there's there's a lot of huts, so, like, they brought that in. Um, kind of, like, showing... I, uh, um, the mayor is... Oh, God, I always forget what the species is called. If it's, Twi'lek? No, no, the mayor. The, um, oh, hammerhead. oh, it's oh. An, uh, it's, it starts with an I. It's like an if... Oh, God. I should know this. Well, it's a hammer. Two mouths. They got two mouths. Yeah. Um, not going to lie. Absolutely loved seeing that, like him talking and whatnot. And like them actually being like, Hey, there's an iconic species that we've never like actually used. Let's actually use it. And I, I was okay with it. Like I really like, like universe building wise. I loved it. Um, yeah, I mean that's one thing I have to give the the uh, newer Star Wars stuff credit is they've been using the aliens more 
readily than uh, oh, yeah. the other stuff. Than the movies? Yeah. <laughs> Especially the last three? Well, you got, you got some of that in, like, uh, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I, I have to say, guys, and it kills me to say this, as a Boba Fett fan, and as a Boba Fett fan since God knows Way back. Obviously, I'm heavily invested in this show, so I'm enjoying it. But I can see why someone who's not a Boba Fett fan is getting tired of this show. By the second episode. By the second episode, no. I, I 100% understand. I Now, I don't know how Sam feels or John feels about the second episode. I have no idea. We haven't talked about it yet. But I fully understand if either of you guys are like, I'm almost checked out of this show. I understand because... As a fan, as a Boba Fett fan, I'm like, oh, I love this. It's giving my character, the character that I love, somewhat of a backstory. And I love that. But it doesn't really matter. In the grand scheme of things, like, they could do a Chewbacca movie or TV show where fans of Chewbacca just don't care. Like, who cares that he has a family in the Kazook system? Uh, <laughs> which is a callback to the Star Wars holiday special, by the way, because they call it the Kazook system in that, because I've seen that way too many times. Anyways, no, like, it, but it, it's taking a fan-specific character and expanding on their history and who they are, and it's not for everyone, and I understand that. So based on that, I'm handing it off to you too, John and Sam, because you guys have actually seen the second episode. I want to know, like, are you guys checked out? Are you willing to keep going on this? Or do you actually, I, I doubt it, but are you guys actually enjoying yourselves? Well, I'll say this. I'll keep watching it because it's Star Wars and I like Star Wars. Um, but the second episode, I thought, picked up a little bit more and mostly around the uh, Sand People stuff. And, mm. and what we're, what the TV shows seem to be a long running rehabilitation of the Sand People. I agree with that. It's like they're they're trying to show that like they they have a culture. Like <laughs> they're, they're not they're not people of the sand. Like they're not desert people. They have a culture. There's stuff going on here. Like so. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But like I like that stuff. But I'm still. I'm still not buying in on this whole, like, so all of a sudden he's just a kingpin in, on Tatooine, like, just because he shot a guy? <laughs> I don't know, it seems, it's like, is this the Highlander sort of situation? <laughs> there can only be one. It's like, if you kill the Highlander, you become the Highlander, or... Yeah, it, it's weird how, like, a hut dies and then Bib Fortuna takes over and they're like, Oh, yeah, no, Bib's in charge. It's like, the guy's, like, such a kiss-ass Twi'lek, like, or Twi'lek. Like, you're really going to, like, admit, oh, yeah, no, this guy's in charge now. The guy who was in cahoots with Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi, like, that's the guy that we're going to, like, be like, oh, yeah, no, he's in charge of the, the this, you know, underground empire. 
And uh, I'm sure John felt the same way as me is during the train scene where they're attacking the train. And you're just sitting there going, oh, so we're just going to do this. All right. I just saw this movie <laughs> in theaters. <laughs> and then they literally have those like concept pictures. And it's literally just that shot from Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> And then, like, you know, he's dressed at, like, a sand person after they're in. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And, like, Sam, they even have, I mean, you know. Okay, so I really enjoyed that part of it. I, yeah, I yeah. actually kind of liked this episode after okay. the first 15 minutes. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'll be honest with you. 12 minutes into this episode, I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't, like, there's nothing here. Mm-hmm. And then everything after that was fine. I, the flashback I thought was really good. I thought it was, I I don't know why John Favreau has just decided to in all these like Star Wars live action shows just decided to like make like every other one like a tribute to like all time great movies. Like you know <laughs> they've done that a lot with Mando where like some of these um, uh, Kurosawa like samurai films or some of them and like western and stuff like that. And this one just happens to be Lawrence of Arabia with a little bit of Dune thrown in there too, which is also. Sort of a Lawrence of Arabia knockoff. Oh no, it's not not actually Lawrence of Arabia. We we talked about this the other day. I mean, when I say we, I mean Sam and me in like my car driving home from the movie. But um, but yes, also a little bit of Dune trippiness in there as well. But yes, very heavily skewed um, to Lawrence of Arabia, which I I, I kind of dug, especially when we just watched it. Um, but yeah, I thought that was effective. But you know, here's the thing. Okay, Boba Fett in the in the movies has like three lines. It's like okay. five, but yeah, I was way <laughs> off. Over two movies has you know yeah, right. No, I okay. count them on your hand. I, not to beat a dead horse here, but yes, like Boba Fett, it's like less is more kind of thing. Has no, gained no, but, a huge fan base based on like barely being in movies. And you know, I I. I don't have a problem with that being someone they adapt into a show, but you have to have like a good idea. Yeah. And I just don't think it's necessarily there. And you know, you know, I, I I'll just say it. I don't think. Um, oh God, what, what's his turn to to Timur Morrison? Yeah, Timur Morrison. I don't. Th- frankly, I just don't think he's like a good enough actor to like carry a show like this. I. Um, I personally, I feel like he could. I feel like the writing for him, they try to write as little as possible for this character because mm. in the movies, it's like one line, like one line at a time. And it's kind of carryover for that, where it's just like you say the one line and then let everybody else talk and based then, on and that. And then one you line. pause like, for all the everybody go, Exactly. Yeah. No. (laughs) And that's how I feel like the writing for this has, at least in the quote unquote, like uh, now time ones, him being the crime boss. I have personally liked watching the how is he going from the Sarlacc pit to Mandalorian? Yeah. yeah. Like that storyline, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying that one. And that that of the past two episodes has been my favorite part. And, I mean, you got that trippy thing with the, the, the weird lizard going up his nose. And yeah, see, can I just hit on that? Yeah. I, Star Wars is not ever usually weird like that. 
And mm. I love weird like that in my sci-fi fantasy. Mm. And like Star Wars, I just feel is like critically underserved. And you know, it's it's supposed to be more of a broader, dare I even say like family kind of movie. So like, I'm not shocked, but like that was cool to see. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. glad they like took a. I mean, look, it's just like a like a you know I don't know, yeah. uh, you know, uh, vision quest. Like it's yeah. not exactly like groundbreaking, but. But it was know, cool because a little on the limb. It brought know? back like Camino and like they like digitally and like in like put in the actor who played young Boba Fett into <laughs> those scenes and like and whatnot and like it was just like some cool like callbacks to Episode Two like the only few good parts of Episode Two. I mean it it like it it was interesting, but. I'm afraid that this whole show is just going to be like flashback and main plot back and forth. And like, it's going to get tiring at one point and eventually we have to catch up to Mando. And I want the main plot to actually be interesting and stuff going on. Mm. And like, because that's the plot that you're going to end up having to support this show. And it's not the, the, the flashbacks. But I, I mean, I'm I'm happy that the fact that in this episode you get to find out that Tatooine wasn't always a desert planet. Yeah, they the Dune Sea was an ocean. Yeah, they they at say that in other stuff, don't they? Do they? That might have been I don't the game. I've ever said it in like a movie. I think it might have been yeah. the game. I, I, like, I heard yeah. that. I'm like, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I but like the Dune Sea was an ocean at one point when the oceans dried up. Uh, the the Tuscan Raiders remained, uh, take like tending to that area, and you know they're the rightful owners of that area, and it's you know the settlers who came in later, they're the ones that have kind of like been the assholes. I think, by the way, that literally might have been Knights of the Old Republic. So yeah, that could have been. been yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I look, I I thought the first twelve minutes was like, oh, we didn't we just do this last week? Mm. Like, didn't mm. we like go into town, talk to this one asshole? Okay, go to this bar. Yeah, go talk to you know. Jennifer hey, look, Beals it's Max and, Rebo again. Right. Um. You know, getting some very confusing feelings about uh. You know, Jennifer Beals and like Twilight uh, ears or whatever <laughs> we call those. Like who? Um, I mean, hey, yeah. I will give them this. We got Spanish guitar Katina uh, Katina band uh, song. Yeah, they <laughs> they did play a different song, sort of. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like wait, this, this is just the Katina band song with this on a Spanish guitar. Shut <laughs> up, the Sam. Huts, the huts sort of show up and like I'm supposed to care, and they've got a Wookie. I think Favreau is Favreau and Filoni are more or less like writing all these scripts. Yeah, Favreau like. is the one writing. Uh, so far, he's written the first two. So I guess, is this more or less season three of Mando? Feels like it. Kind of feels yeah. like it. I don't know. And I, you know, I think, um, oh, I gotta get her name, Fennec. Um, oh, you know, yeah. She's Ming-Na fine, Wen. but like, yeah, but, and I, I, not even like as like her an actress in the performance. I just don't think like as a character there's any... Yeah. You know, there, there just doesn't seem to be like anything like compelling or like interesting about these like characters, really. I, you know, and then even yep. Sean, what did you think, by the way, of like who you know mm. Boba Fett to be? Mm-hmm. Um, 
him going back to like save those people in the bar or whatever. Like, so, um, from the, what the hell were the moisture thieves or whatever you want Yeah, to call whatever them? gang that was. Uh, well, first of all, it's weird. Uh, the couple that are in the bar are a callback to a, a New Hope deleted scene where they're two of Luke's friends. Okay. Like, it, yeah, it's weird that it's like that deep of a cut that it's from a deleted scene that these two people, but those are supposed to be the two Luke's two friends for like where, um, was it Biggs shows up? Like there's a deleted scene with like Luke Biggs and these two people. And that's supposed to be the callback saying like, Oh no, that's actually Canon. Um, but like, I liked that he went in there and just fucked shit up and then left without really saying a word. But at the same time, what kind of bothers me about this is it's like, this is Boba Fett. He's like one of the most notorious bounty hunters in the galaxy. Ruthless. Why does he not throw his name around? We're never shown that oh. in the movies, though. I understand we're not shown that in the movie, but we're shown that like the Empire, who is like all the riches in the world and can do anything hire literally six bounty hunters. So you have an idea that those six are pretty like good at their job. And one of them that's, succeeds. That's really looking into it, but sure. But but that that's like when you're hiring bounty hunters, you have a ton, especially like in the Star Wars universe. There's a ton of bounty hunters. The fact that the empire hires six of them, like you're assuming these are the best of the best of the best. Also, though, why in episode two does Django Fett, um, you know, outsource the job to Sam Wessel? Like, like Django <laughs> Fett, like, I thought he's supposed to be, like, good yeah, I, at what he does. Yeah. Bizarre. Inside thank you, job, dude. Thank you, George Lucas. Um, um, we need to get the diner scene. That's why. Yeah, we need we need more Zach. If he just if he just kills Padme, then it's, then it's over. Yeah, right. Well, he's not. A, he's a bounty hunter. He's not an assassin. Oh, uh, yeah. He, because Sean, let's not forget, they're no good to him dead. Right. Um, which I it, don't. I just. I, I know, thought it was weird and out of character for him to like go back and be like, uh, like I mean, that's what you want the main guy to do is to like help you know the lesser. But like honestly, Boba Fett doesn't care. Like he's no. not. He's not at all, like, preoccupied with he, other people. He cares right now about the sand people. Tusken Raiders, sorry. Um, they, they will never call them sand people ever again, I don't believe. Uh, the, but the Tusken Raiders, he's, he cares about them because they saved him. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it's one of those clan kind of things. Like, you saved me, you've got my back, all right, I got your back kind of thing. It's, you know, it, it's him, I guess, evolving. What I don't understand is how he goes from basically uni helping unify, I guess, all the tribes of the uh, the Great Dune Sea um, to taking over Jabba's job. Like I don't, I don't see the leap. It's kind of two different characters, and I mean, I'm just like I said. It's my favorite character in Star Wars, so I'm in it for the ride. But, like, I yeah, there's plenty of concerns I have for this show. All right. 
Well, let's not uh, dwell on it. I don't know how much we're going to come into as a week by week thing. No, it's think, definitely not a week by week. Yeah, I just thought between you know Sam not really being able to chime in, and I I, I did think I had a little bit more of a nuanced take the second time around yeah. of being like, oh, okay, sure, on the first episode, were, which were I think you, we were all sort of yeah. the same. Uh, really quick, John, were you yeah. happy that when um there before you see the train, like they're all sitting around the camp and they're like what's that noise? And they look up. Were you like, oh, it's just a crate dragon or like some kind of monster coming towards them? Like, did you mm. get that feeling? No. No? Um, but I did like just how the whole train thing I like, Yeah, worked, I like the train, you know? but I felt like, because we complained last week about the whole like monster of a week kind yeah. of thing, like how every episode ends with them fighting a monster. I felt like this episode was literally going down that path before they showed the train. Yeah, well, I feel like it's either a monster or like some kind of shootout or robbery. So next week we'll yeah. have a um, we'll have a monster, a right? rancor fight or something. Yeah. Actually, probably will given given what they said. Um, do you, are rancors uh, native to Tatooine? They are not. That? They are. Okay. Oh well, depend. If you go with the ex- uh, the books, they are not. But I don't believe they are from um, expanded universe. I, a Dathomir I know has rancors. Um, but this is all based on the zoological book released for Star Wars that I have owned and read numerous times. Yeah, I wonder if those like are like. Yeah, know, I don't know. I don't know because I know all the EU stuff. They're like, ah, you yeah, don't, don't worry about it. But anyways, anyway, all right. Well, let's um, what what do we want to do? Why Chris, don't you, do you give your coda? coda? Yeah, go coda. Yeah, so we talked about this uh, briefly last week. Chris kind of gave his review. I saw it. Um, it's a. <laughs> Sorry, my chair. It's, my chair is creaking. It's a very nice movie. Um, it's like a decent. Like I, I, I get why it's getting like some kind of like awards buzz. It's you know, doesn't really like aim its sights too high, but like yeah, it's a nice watch. You know, it's, I, I, it's I thought it was movie. interesting. It's a feel yeah. good movie. Yeah, and, like, I can understand, you know, like, living with deaf parents, like, that must be, I mean, well, clearly, I mean, that's what she goes through, is, like, it's it's incredibly trying, and, you know, sometimes, like, you're the one that has to, like, watch over them, and for that to be your parents, especially, you know, when you're a teenager, is, um, you know, a total, like, role reversal. Exactly, um, exactly. You know, I, I did see some people talking about, you know, how it's, like, Oh, so they just, like, magically, like, just start a, like, successful, like, food co-op, like, out of nowhere as, like, two deaf adults. And it's like, yeah, that was a little weird, truthfully, but, um, there's a, no. There's a couple parts that they kind of glossed over a little bit. I think it's just for story purposes. Yeah, and, like, that's fine. That's fine. Like, I think the, the thing with this is, like, I'm starting to kind of realize is, you know, the sort of, the, like, mid-market kind of, like, you know, I don't know, just, like, feel-goods, like, classic, like, I don't know, I feel like stuff that, like, was in theaters, like, when we were kids, like, just kind of, like, you know, uh, not that bad, not that great, just kind of, like, a little endearing sort of thing, you know, like, just, I don't know, it, it, it kind of seemed like, I'm ha- I guess what I'm saying is, like, I'm happy, like, those movies end up on streaming, because I feel like we would otherwise, like, not get any of them, um, but yeah, it was good. I think, you know, um, I don't know if, like, the, uh, just because I think there's, like, a lot of, like, best actress competition out there, but, like, the girl, um, 
you know, if she would get nominated or something like that. Emilia Jones. Yeah, Emilia but she's Jones. really good. I, I liked her in it. And, like, I thought it was good performances by the the parents, too. Your West Wing fan, uh, Marley Matlin. Matlin? Matlin, yeah. Matlin, yep. yeah. I think she's a, yeah. I think she's Academy Award nominated, too. For... Um, oh, she might be. It's for something. <coughs> Excuse me. For something I can't remember. But, yeah, no, a decent movie. Um, I guess I'd give it, like, an 8.2, something like that. 8.2. See, I, yeah. see, I, I love this. I love this movie. I genuinely thought it was. I genuinely thought it was. I mean, it brought it brought up a few situations that not many people would think about, and it was like an appealing story. It was kind of odd in the sense of the scenario of the family, and like it, it, the 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 actress could actually sing, which yes, is really well, which is something that you know usually you don't get. I'll refer to my Tick, Tick, Boom movie a little bit. But, um, like, Andrew Garfield is not the best singer. Yeah, he could, he could do it, but he's not the best singer. Yeah. But, um, you know, and, and she, like, the actress could sign. She could mm. sign. And she learned how to do it. Um, and obviously everybody, everybody else can sing. But just the things that they do, and you've seen it in Sound of Music, or Sound of Metal, and I've seen it personally, because we have a we have a family friend who is deaf and the parents are not, but it's like the dinner table scene in Sound of Metal, just mm. them banging on the table and everything. Like, that's, that's real. And, and, it, yeah. and it's a little awkward when you can hear things and say things. It's just, you know, you're trying to understand yeah. that stuff. And, like, it was... Like, it was, the, the scene where, where she is, does the... Uh, where they're at, like, the recital or whatever, and it actually does the sort of, like sound of metal thing where like it takes the sound out and it's like all of a sudden you're seeing it from sort of the parents perspective and they're like you know like they all start singing like you know curtain goes up they all start singing and like um <laughs> and they're like oh what's for dinner tomorrow <laughs> you know? yeah yeah like they're sort of uh you know not disinterested but it's like you know well you can't really enjoy this and then like they're looking and it's like oh wow like you know they're seeing other people's reaction it's like oh wow she's actually good and like yeah but, but that works with the movie. Like that's the oh yeah, definitely. that's kind of the the point of the movie. And it it wasn't too long. I personally think it wasn't too long. It kind of hit all the right notes. After watching a few other movies that we may or may not talk about, it's it's like an uplifting movie. <laughs> um, oh, certainly. And I think I've watched Spider Man before this, and I'm like. I hope this is happy because Spider Man just made me really sad at the end. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I, I mean, I wouldn't call it a comedy by any stretch, but it's really funny at times too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The um, what the heck was it? The, oh, the parents trying well, to explain the like, don't be a fool, wrap your tool, type stuff to yeah um, to her uh, or or just the, them like having sex and like you know not realizing she's home because like she's in her room with her with her friend. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that like that stuff is just. It was pretty funny. You're right. It was it was pretty funny. Um, but like, it was filmed on location in Ma- in Mass, like North Shore. It's kind of fitting. It's kind of it was just kind of a nice movie. It was a nice movie to watch. Really enjoyed it. Short, sweet, got to the yeah. point. Pretty well done with the acting. Like, also, yeah. Also, like answered the question sort of I had like in the middle of like. Wait, but how how can they be fishermen though and like be deaf? Like that's just how is that possible? It's like yeah, well they they got you know, 
they got in trouble they for it. They almost lost their license for it, or, or they did, you know. I guess, you know, spoiler or whatever. But, um, yeah. No, it's good. I, it's, I would recommend it to anybody. Exactly. And I think, I think this is going to get something. I, I hope this gets something because yeah, it needs some recognition because of how well it was put together. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's definitely not gonna win, but like it would. It'd be nice to see it. Um, like as the best picture, or like I, I think for um, I don't know the actress name, but the the lead. You know, she was pretty. Amelia good. Jones. Just, yeah. yeah, I think I think adapted screenplays. I I I would need to look at the other list of the movies, but this is this would be adapted screenplay. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it's based off of a French. French movie with similar. You know, this it's a similar story. Gotcha. So, I think you were eight too. I give this a nine. So yeah, okay. I got your thoughts. I'm happy. Glad somebody else saw it. Well, we Sam and I don't have Apple, so that would be why. Oh, update on update on Apple. Um, I finished uh, uh, for all mankind. Oh, it's really good, Sam. You'd really like it. I think. But it's on. But it's on Apple. It's been Apple, so. (laughs) Yes, yes. Too bad sharing things doesn't come easy anymore. Yeah. Anyways. Um, All right. Uh, Chris, really quick. You want to talk in count of? Yeah. Let's just, let's just. This is how you do a Spanish music Disney movie correctly. Not Coco. This is how you do it. In every possible way, this movie was better than Coco. And everybody hyped up Coco a lot. Yes. It's like, oh, this is great. Great music. He he loves the music. He sang two freaking songs in the whole movie. That's it. Or three. I'm sorry. I forgot the last one. I forgot the last one that made everybody cry. No. This is how you do it. This was a fun movie. It, It wasn't great. But it was just kind of fun to watch. The music was exciting. Kind of uplifted you a little bit. The story was a little disjointed, kind of. Um, and then not really, like, you didn't really feel suspense at all. But, like, music-wise, it was pretty main good. actress was Rosa from um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, well, it, it's not weird because Mirabelle was not the best singer of the no. bunch by, no. by by any stretch of the imagination it was I, I agree it was not even it, it's not like the abuela definitely not john Leguizamo as bruno but um it was the it was the other one it was the other uh i forget the, it was all the it was all essentially the sisters and the cousins and stuff like jessica yeah, was, darrow angie cepeda yeah carolina gayton and uh Diane Guerrero. I just wanted to say their names. I don't know okay. no, what anybody fine. else is in, but like those, those were the one, those were the voices you wanted to hear, and those were yeah. the good ones. And a lot of the songs, like the song I really liked, was the one between her and I think it was her cousin with the flowers and all this other stuff. Like that was kind that's of her really, sister. That's her sister. sister. Okay, that was a yeah. really fun one to watch. It, it made the movie exciting to actually mm-hmm. hear a song that was fun to listen to. You kind of got into it, and then that's just. I mean, I forgive me. If, correct me if I'm wrong, but like the whole movie was music, essentially. Yeah, it was a very music-centric. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda wrote the music for this, um, which I mean, if you don't know who he is by now, with 
in the music business, I mean, watch a musical. All Broadway. Um, all Broadways. Lot, well, I mean, name. Hamilton, he did. Um, he wasn't Book of Borman. He was. Uh, no, he was not. He, uh, But he did uh, In the Heights. <coughs> yes. Um, this year. Click, tick, uh, tick, which boom, is tick. like an yeah. underrated gem, apparently. Apparently, it's a really good movie, but I didn't, I don't, I didn't watch it. Maybe I'll watch it eventually if it gets nominated for stuff. Um, <coughs> as for my take on Kanto, Chris, everything you've said, I cannot agree less. I hated this movie. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, no, I did not like this movie. Uh, the fact that this is the forerunner or like the favorite for the animated movies of the year, which I, you know, I, if you've listened to this podcast enough, like that's the category that I watch all the movies, almost mm-hmm. all the movies for. Um, I, I, I like animated as an art form. Um, yeah, the Disney ones are all musicals, but like, I don't care. Like animated music, uh, movies to me, like they're, they're cool. I like, I like animated cause you can do a lot more than with live action. With that being said, this is the weakest year for live act, uh, for animated films ever because it's between this and uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines, and that one was fine. Well, that one was um, that was interesting. It was fine. I thought it was fine. Like I, I, I have nothing negative to say about it. I actually recently rewatched it this past week. It's a fine movie. This movie, I didn't care about any of the characters. I, I do agree with you, Chris. Like, some of the music numbers are, like, fun and everything, but not memorable at all. Oh, no. Like, no. At Gr- all. Granted, For, half of it's in Spanish, but... I Even with it being in Spanish, like, <clears throat> uh, I think, was it We Don't Talk About Bruno is the only one that I, like, truly remember, but it's more or less because um, my uh, the little girl who lives with us, like, she's listened to it multiple times. But, like, I don't know, like, really any of the words to the mo- for, to that song. Or, like, even when the intro song, when they're talking about who the family is and everything, like, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, like, it's, it's so confusing. And it, like, I'm I, at the end of that song, where she literally goes through her entire family and who's who and what's what, I still had no idea what was going on. <laughs> By the end of the movie, I still had no idea who yeah, the, the no, family it, was. Yeah, no, it, like... It, it's it's so it, it's a beautiful movie. Don't get me wrong. As an art, like visual, it it was beautiful. Especially you know the the cousin or it's her sister, uh, who can create flowers and plant life with her power. Um, like that created so much beauty in this uh, in this movie. But as a whole, I did not like this movie as much as I probably should have and. This is going to be go down as a uh, forgotten Disney movie. I don't think anybody years from now are going to think about this one. Like I would no, put, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I would put by any like, means with that. Raya and the Last Dragon. I would probably say is a better movie than this one. Yeah, as a whole, and I wasn't a huge fan. Well, of it's that one. it's Raya and the Last Dragon is a, a rewatchable Disney yeah, movie, whereas I this agree. is not. No. And, it, it, I mean, there's only one way to tell, and that's, like, my three-year-old who, who, who's... Right. <laughs> you, you go oh, based off of that. What do you want to watch tonight? Luca, Encanto, or Raya? Yeah. And it's like, always even, Raya. Yeah, but even Luca, like, has somewhat of a rewatchability to it. 
I, I no, like, it even no, but like even no, Luca, I was I I'm not saying Luca was a good movie, but like I was fine. Like I, but like this one, I just did not like this one, and I do completely disagree with you, Chris, on uh, Coco because at least the songs in Coco, um, they're memorable, and you know, years later now, years down the line, I mean. They're considered some really good Disney movie uh, songs. Oh, I I I think Coco is I, one of the most overhyped Disney movies of all time. I disagree, but that, I, if you want to talk overhyped Disney movies of all time, I we mean, can get like, we can really delve into. We that. can yes, really but. like I've had I've had half hour to hour arguments over Disney movies, and I shouldn't know as much as I do for Disney movies, but so be it. I know uh, more than I wish to acknowledge but yeah no not a fan of this movie i this was for me this was a skip it i i was very disappointed in this movie especially with the names involved and i like i really wanted this movie to be good i was like i had good i uh, like high hopes for this movie i'm starting and, to notice like a limit a ceiling on the limit well manuel you know who i'm talking about his yes, movies yes. i'm starting to yeah. notice there's like a ceiling on those I agree. Uh, like the fact that people were like, oh, this is one of his movies. So the music's going to be good. I was like, all right, sweet. Like, even if the story's it's stupid, not... at least the music's going to be amazing. No, the music sucked. End of story. I hated the music. I hated it. In this in this one? In this one, yeah, yes. This is probably one of the worst. It's like a lot of the Coco stuff, too. So, Yeah, but at least people remember the Coco songs. Like, the, whether or not you agree, I can't like well, not not agree. Whether or not you like the music or not, but like remember me and like Coco Loco, like those songs get a lot of play for kids, and it's like, but like this one, I don't see any of it because a lot of the music in this one had something to do with the plot. Which is very you know like normal for a musical. It's a musical. Right, but I for a replay value, if I was to go back and just listen to that song, I mean, to, not to, like, go back, but, like, Frozen with Let It Go, like, you listen to that song by itself, and it's like, oh, this is a cool song. This is a good song. And, like, yeah, it has something to do with the plot of the movie, but it's not. it doesn't, like, lean heavily on the plot of the movie, whereas, like, in this one all the songs were like about the siblings and like about what was going on in the story and what, and it's just like, that doesn't make a good song. It like, yeah, it's a good musical, like adds to a musical, like if it was a Broadway play, but for a movie, no, it sucks. No, I see what you're saying and I'm going to disagree, but we'll just, leave it at, we'll leave it at that. So your rating for this? Yeah. Seven, nine. And I gave it a six, seven. Okay. We're not super far off, but uh, enough, mean, enough, yeah, enough where like for the, for the fact that this is supposed to be like the front runner for that category. See, I, of the Oscars, I never, like, I've never seen this as the front runner, but then again, I don't, yeah. I'm not paying attention well, to this category. This category this year yeah. is not that good. No, it so isn't. It, it really is not. I can't. I, I can't I wait wanna, to. I don't want to. I don't want to watch anything else animated this year. Well, I, there's nothing else this year that really came out. So. No, it, it's like literally for animated so far. Unless there's a foreign 
uh, animated movie, it's like this, Luca, Mitchell and the Machines, and Ray and the Last Dragon. Yeah. That's about it. All right. All right, let's move on. Final movie? Yeah, let's get into this final movie, guys. Uh, don't look up. John, do you want to... You, you saw it before we did, so why don't you take it over? All right. Uh, yeah, Don't Look Up, which is the Adam McKay, who previously directed uh, Vice and The Big Short, and before that, a lot of Will Ferrell movies like Step Brothers and Anchorman, um, has now done his third sort of big boy, serious-ish movie. Um, this one about a uh, global crisis involving a imminent strike of a comet that would wipe out humanity in the face of the Earth. Uh, with a absolutely huge cast, uh, including Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, uh, Jonah Hill, among many others. Um, third movie for Timothy Chalamet this year. Just want to throw that one out there. <laughs> what, what's, uh, so Doom, this one, and... French Dispatch. Right. That's right, he's in that one. Um, anyway... So, yeah, and this movie is more or less a satire, um, which is used as an allegory against uh, climate change, at least it's supposed to be, even though actually it, I think it sort of works better for other more recent uh, global crises, Correct. Uh, which I'm currently afflicted by one. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I just think overall, well, okay. So, here's my thing, or sort of the trajectory of where this movie is sort of headed. Um, I was excited to see this, at least on the cover. I mean, I like Big Short. I thought Vice didn't quite work, but had parts that I liked. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm a big fan of the previous stuff he's done. Um, you know, Step Brothers is probably like one of my favorite comedies of the last 20 years. Um and then obviously an absolutely stacked cast, you know. Okay, let's let's see what happens. So here's the thing with Adam McKay. I don't know. First off, like he doesn't do. I think he needs to like stick to like adapted stuff more because his sort of like social critiques are sort of way too like um, all over the place and like scattered. They're tough to sort of like suss out in the way and look satire is very hard to pull off like you know some of the best ones for me like network or like dr strange love it's really like threading a needle so i, I don't want to make I mean, it seem like it's easy because there is that sort of balance of like making it so ridiculous that you know it sort of loses all perspective and there's no sort of lessons you can gain or glean from it um here I just don't think this one really works. And so there's two things. One is like who it's supposed to like sway. It's not really like targeted over people who think climate change is not like a thing right now. And this is going to be somewhat, mm. you know, political because it's a satire about, you know, a political <laughs> issue. So um, I don't think multiple we're political really... issues. Yeah, like, I don't think we're really walking the, uh, you know, line here, but, like, you know, I'll just I'll throw that out there. So, I, you know, he has this kind of style of, like, more is more, you know, like, there's, like, he really, there's there's a real, like, maximalist of, like, 
trying to like spin every plate and every kind of idea. We're going to pull all the threads. And, you know, there's this, so it's, the, the, I think what, what throws me off here is that the movie is sort of supposed to sway the sort of, you know, people who are sort of like in power to like actually like change, but it's not like selling people that like climate change is real or not. Like that's not really the thing. It's like our reaction to it. Um, no, nor do I think like that's where the debate should be or whatever, but like, you know, um, I don't know. It's just, the problem is, is like one movie's not really that funny. Like a lot of times it's making a lot of like jokes that like, you know, I saw John Stewart make like 15 years ago. Um, it's a lot of like old man yelling at clouds. Like, look at how dumb we all are. Like, I mean, frankly, you're rooting for the comet in the end, which I think is kind of like against the point of all of it you know like like you know you kind of have that nice moment at the end with like the family that's sort of like acceptance is accepting of all of this and like sort of like at peace um which you know maybe would have had like a greater poignancy if like it was a different movie frankly but yeah i don't know It, it didn't quite work and it seemed like just sometimes like it's like undermining it like there's sometimes you have this, like, you know, trust the science or, like, you know, like Leo who becomes, like, the sort of scientist who's, like, out there. You know, it's kind of like some, like, Dr. Fauci kind of stuff of, like, you know, oh, does he just like being on TV all the time sort of thing? Or, like, is he actually, like, trying to solve the problem? Um, you know, just that's just what some people, like, you know, think when they see certain things. And I don't know. It's the movie's like all over the place and it's just kind of like tough to like grab onto any message or really have like any big takeaway other than just oh look at all these dumb people don't they suck when you know that's about it yeah, which is yeah. not I don't know. You know, I not yeah. not exactly like a positive message. Every every yeah, I, 20 minutes there's like a statement of something that's going on that he he tries to relate it to. And you're right. He does this more is more thing. I per, given what you just said, you're, you're absolutely right. I think, I think his, 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 I don't want to say his problem, but he's definitely better at doing things that have already happened. Right. Cause the big short, like all that stuff was, all that stuff was, it happened. And yeah, he, he and could adapting, make a satire of it. And same thing and, with and Vice. It's very, well, even, so I think you liked Vice a little bit more than I did, but I think The Big Short, it's like such a specific thing, and you have the Michael Lewis book that it's based off of. Like, you know, there's stuff you can really, like, zone in on and, like, get to the bottom of what it is. Like, I think, you know, Vice, and I don't want to, like, go super long on Vice, but, like, you know, Vice, like, I never really, like, got what it's trying to say or whatever, and, like, I think here it's, it's, I know what it's trying to say, but it's just so, like, clumsy in doing it that, I, you know, the, 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 the purpose is, like, like, I almost wish, like, he didn't make the movie, like, it almost makes yeah. everything that he's trying to, like, um, you know, push, like, look worse, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, I, I, couldn't agree with you more. It's like the Achilles heel of Adam McKay movies is they're incredibly ham-fisted. Yeah. And in Big Short, it's perfectly fine that it's ham-fisted in that because you're dealing with such, like, minutia and stuff that just is a little difficult to understand. Or it's like you kind of just have to force that in people's faces. Like, this is what's happening. Just so you understand. And that... And... And Vice... 
it the it the ham fistiness just kind of stops working as much. But I felt like it was a bit saved because Dick Cheney's just an interesting dude. Yeah, and like you know, it's like I kind of enjoyed watching a movie about him. Whereas this, it's not an interesting story. It's a predictable one. And it's also just kind of a depressing one. And it's like, it's not funny, and I'm not enjoying myself, and I just don't want to be here anymore. It was long. <laughs> it was depressing. Long. It was, what, two yeah. and a half hours about? Yeah, it was long. It was noticeably long, too. Yeah. Oh, um, God, yeah. I, I lucked out. I was able to watch the first two hours, take a break, and then watch the last half hour. Um, let it's me just definitely start... a breakable movie. Oh, easily. Uh, because it... The way I felt this movie played out, first of all, I just want to say, like, based on the cast with, like, DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, um, Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill, like, I could care less about these actors in the... I, I, I respect what a lot of them have done for their work and how good of actors and actresses they are. Um, but, like, as a whole... I don't give a shit about any of them. Like if it's a movie starring any of them, probably going to skip. Um, so the fact that like they're on this movie, it kind of, for me, I struggle to really get into it. Um, which is, I mean, there's so much talent in this movie, which is depressing, uh, to begin with. But I like, at the end, like, this movie played out, like, a bunch of vignettes, like, little, like, bits that are going on. It's like, hey, let, what happens if this happens? And then, yeah. like, this happens. And it's like, now, what if this happens next? And then that happens. It's like, and now what if it's, it's like, that's how this whole movie progresses, like, oh, like, as a story. And it's just, like, it gets boring and dumb and stupid. And like you guys said, it's not funny. Like at Not all, really? Yeah. Like I mean, there's some like very small moments, right. but in a two and hour the, twenty minute movie, like my god, there was and the, the jokes. The jokes are like obvious. Jokes. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, you of course the, you make that. The yeah. only time I think I out loud laughed is the uh, mid credit scene. Yeah. That's the only time I really laughed. What, in when she gets eaten? She gets eaten, and they're like, what was that thing? And he says, oh, it must be this thing, whatever. Like, he mentions the creature because it's a callback to earlier when he's like, you get eaten by this thing. And I'm like, what is that? I have no idea. And then it happens. And I was like, oh, hey, that was actually kind of funny. Other than that, like, the movie's not funny. Jonah Hill, I, I've never found Jonah Hill as a a comedic actor to be funny at all. Okay. Um, I, I'm just not a fan of him. And I would say like this role is a very watered down Jonah Hill character, but at the same time, still not funny. It just kind of comes off more annoying than funny. And I feel, and I definitely feel like he's supposed to be the uh, comedic aspect to the scenes he's in because he's kind of like that out of touch rich youth kind of character and it just comes off as annoying and i it just bothers me um ron this perlman wasn't, this wasn't was fine supposed with to be a fun this wasn't supposed to be a no it movie. wasn't ron perlman yeah though, but i liked but like ron perlman you know what though i, I just want to push back a little bit because like 
Big Short is like a very enjoyable movie to watch. Like it's a fun movie yeah. to watch. Yeah, but it's not. It's, part it's not it, like yeah. funny though. It, there's a couple. Scenes, oh, I sure, think so. But... Yeah, but it's enjoyable. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, well, yeah. You know. I, mean... I think a lot of it's. I mean, like it, you know, not even like. I don't want to put like jokey okay. funny, but like you know, like when they're talking to the guy, and it's like you know, when they're going to like interview like people like in Florida or whatever who like have the mortgages, and then like the real estate agent. Oh, like, you, I don't know, like that. Yeah, those are that stuff's funny. Yeah, and like you can even point to that one and be like, yeah, that's not exactly a super happy movie, but like it's enjoyable. It's like you just, you know, it. it it keeps your attention, and it just, it's not super predictable like this, where it's like, I watched, like, the first ten minutes, and I knew exactly. Oh, what yeah, easily, yeah. easily. And the pace is just, like, like, I think just the whole time, like, when is this fucking going to end, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you have a timeline. You know exactly when the comic's going to strike, but like you know what's going to happen every step of the way. No, I mean, when the is way. the movie going to end? <laughs> no, no I know. Well, right. the movie ends when the comet strikes. Um, <laughs> movie end, comet hits the earth. It's, yeah, it's the same thing. But like, <laughs> I, I, I did, and like, as a whole, I think the movie is fine. I think, I, you know, the problem is it aimed for the stars. And missed. Um, based on like you, you look at the cast. We've already talked about the cast, but the cast is a great cast. Have lots of talent, and they didn't really live up to any of their potential. No, not at all. And yeah. it like mm. it was Timothy Chalamet is just kind of randomly, like, randomly in there. Not quite sure why he's there. You know, you know who did the like I liked. Uh... With the news anchors, it was uh, Kate Blanchett and and uh, Sam's Tyler favorite Perry. Uh, Tyler, Perry. Tyler Perry. Yeah, like I actually, <laughs> I actually kind of enjoyed watching them. They were okay, but like they were annoying. Like like oh, everyone like, else in this, like movie. every uh, every other yeah. news news anchor, or like the whole like subplot with Ariana Grande, like oh which my was goodness. dumb. Oh and the goodness. concert, the concert that she did. Why did we have to listen to that <laughs> whole song? Why did we see that? <laughs> there was no reason for that whole scene. But no, let's have Ariana Grande and I, I don't even remember, like, DJ whatever, like, the, the character that was her ex-boyfriend who became fiancé. Um, like, there was, that whole subplot was just dumb. I understand that it, like, it's supposed to be like, oh, this is trending, but, like, end-of-the-world stuff isn't. I understand that, but, like... They were just beating that stupid t- uh, subplot. Like, I don't understand why. Yeah, mm. I, I mean, part of it too is like I don't think it's a good metaphor for like actually climate change, though. No, not at you all. You know, like this yeah. is like fast and sudden. Like climate change, like sort of by definition, is like slow and gradual. Like mm-hmm. it's not, you know, impending doom. And then they were talking about it, like how, you know, um, the. Um, you know, media doesn't want to talk about it. It's like, bro, where have you been for the last year and a half? Like, they, like, only want to scare the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Like, whether it's justified or not. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I'm pretty sure if there was, like, a, like a 0.1% chance of the comet hitting, it would be nothing but that for, like, oh, yeah. a year. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like big- I... 
just based on any kind of news source nowadays, like it doesn't matter what, like it, it express, it goes all the way to ESPN, like sports news. Like they don't care. They're not going to, it's, it's the obsession over the uh, opinionated news rather than the factual news. There's because of you have too many 24 hour news sources. It's it's too much. It's about sensationalization. Exactly. It's about, yeah, it's about showing the uh, picture of LeBron's Instagram post about the mm-hmm. comet, and then yeah. Stephen A. talking about that for like twenty minutes. Yeah, and like how that Twitter post, how does that affect his legacy on the court? Yeah. Let's talk about that for the next four hours. I mean, honestly, you know, if LeBron can't get another ring, like that's probably <laughs> you know that's unfair to him. Like he could have won, who knows how many more he could have won compared to Jordan. So. You know, it's tough to say. We could have gotten another Space Jam too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's. Is that animated? Uh, I don't. Could we know. throw yeah, that maybe, maybe that category? It's gonna win the Razzie for something. <laughs> maybe we, you know, and then we wouldn't get a movie about you know the Casablanca world that's randomly in that. Yeah. Movie. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, the kids love themselves some Casablanca. Was there was some. There was some other depressing news. Uh, while, while while we're on depressing movies, um, about like HBO Max of what like what people actually watch for the movies that came out. Oh yeah, this, I like, saw first that. First one. Yeah. Uh, so like top two was like Mortal Kombat and yep. like Godzilla. Yeah. And then I think Space Jam did better than Dune. And like I just yeah. shot my laptop. It was. It was. Like, <laughs> um, number three was um, maybe Suicide Squad. No, um, Matrix Four. Oh. Was it okay? Yeah, Matrix Four was up there. Was up there too. Oh, was it? I? Yeah, I know. But yeah, Dune did better than than that. But like, Matrix, uh, not Matrix. Um, Mortal Kombat did like twice as many viewers as Dune. Yeah, I know. That's like it was like three point eight compared to one point nine. Point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is like crazy. And, was... and to think, none of those are me. <laughs> I've not seen that movie. Wow. So. All right, so getting back to don't look up um, one one last. I mean, if you guys have anything else, please add. But the problem here too is like it's two hours twenty minutes, and I know I, I'm like a broken record on this, but like the Netflix guy, like to just if you had somebody to like take thirty minutes off of this to be like, hey, this movie's too long, you know, I don't know in this case <laughs> if it's gonna be a lot. <laughs> yeah, that better. wouldn't. This was doomed from the start. But it couldn't have yeah, hurt, yeah. right? It's still going to make it better, though. I don't think if so. If you took a half hour off. No, it would have made it, it made it better. I don't, I don't know if uh, it would have made it better. I yeah, really it don't. Saved it. I'm not you, saying it would have saved it. No, it was no. Just, yeah, it was cut. bad direction, bad, like, it was just bad. Oh, like, it's just a bad I, I story to yeah, start with. It, it was not, lazy. It, it was a lazy plot. It was a lazy everything. Like, it's not It's not awful stuff, though. It's just... But, like... None of so, it really sunk. If if there anybody. was one person that I pull out of this movie and say like, "Why were you in this? Why did you suck so bad?" It's Mark Rylance as yeah. that like billionaire kind of character who has won an Oscar for *Bridge of Spies* as best uh, supportive actor. Because Listen, I remember when he won it, and I was like, "I don't know who this guy is." Listen, he settled into this role of I'm just going to play the rich guy on the spectrum. Right. But like, so <laughs> he, he goes on the Second first time movie, right? Him. Yeah. 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 Because it's Red Player One. Yeah. 
But like he goes on stage and he has this Same personality character. that he shows to everybody. And it's like <laughs> this really weird, awkward kind of rich guy. And like, I was like, this is dumb. And then there's the, kind of the scene where it's backstage and he shows his kind of true colors. And I'm like, oh, maybe that's just an act. And then it doesn't go anywhere. No, it wasn't an act. It's just like kind of lazy writing and lazy acting. Where like he's not this just like kind of bumbly, kind of like lovable grandpa esque character. It's just he's a character. Yeah, I don't think anybody's done the like Zuckerberg two point mm-hmm. like af- post like social network kind of Zuckerberg. Yeah. I don't think anybody's done that good yet, like no. that kind of satire. No, I mean it's been mm-hmm. people have been trying to do it, but no one's no. really gotten that gotten that note. Even like on like SNL or stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, no, the Mark Rylance thing, I was like, what? Like, I don't know. It, a lot of this movie is like two or three things, like too many, you yeah. know? Yeah. Even something like the, you know, that joke they keep coming back to about the, the general, like charging them for like the snacks at the yeah. White House. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's kind of funny, but like, it's also like, just ends up being like out of place and it's like, I, okay, yeah. all right guys, let's, let's, let's land this comment like <laughs> yeah. get out of here. Yeah. It, it just... It's like, like it's, I said, it's the like movie's the comment. Fine. Nothing before it really meant anything. Just like this movie, nothing before it really meant anything. Yeah, yeah. it's just a waste. It, yeah. it really is a waste. Yeah. And like, so another thing I have to chuckle about that I feel like is one of those subtle jokes that they don't really talk about much. But like, so the pods make it to uh, one of the the a a planet. Uh, was it a Rapunzel planet, right? No, not not uh, a Goldilocks. Sorry, a Goldilocks planet. Um, and at the end, and it's like this is the future of humanity. A bunch of old white people. Yeah, with one black guy. Yeah, but like more or less, a bunch of old people. Like, how are they going to repopulate the Earth? None of them can have. Well, I mean. So the answer is no, because no, yeah. but, there it, but that's yes. that's one of those one of the subtle jokes from this movie that like I'm glad is in there, but I also feel like maybe it was unintentional, where it's like mm. a bunch of old people blast off into space to try to repopulate the world, but it's like no one thought like, hey, we can't. Like you need right. people who actually can give birth to repopulate a planet, but everybody here, like the average age is like 65. Did, did Meryl Streep have like a, 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 okay. (laughs) A double. Yeah. Yeah. It was a body double. It was a body. That was a pretty gnarly, like back tattoo right there. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. We got to give it numbers. Yeah. We got to wrap this up. Uh, Who wants to go first on this? Uh, Seven, eight. Wow. That, wow, that's, that's higher than I th- I expected. Mm. Sam or John? Uh, six. Sam going, wow, solid six for Sam. I'm going to go, trying to figure out what I gave it on here. Yeah, I'm going to go 4.5. So, yeah, John, you really hated this movie. Um, yes, sir. Like I, I said, it, to be it, was, it was fine, so I gave it a 7, too. Like, it was fine. Like it wasn't good, but it wasn't like this, this the worst was, movie I've for seen. For me, this, year. this was a step below fine. Okay, which is fine. I see. I can understand. Like I said, I don't like any of these actors or actresses. Like outside of like a few things, 
So I could really care less about a lot of them. And yeah, like I watched it and it was kind of more like a morbid curiosity of how we're going to get to the, everybody dying. See, see, I like his style though. So I, I kind of, I don't do, I kind of want him to Adam do McKay, new like, I, things that have happened. To, the fact I, that I've never seen vice or, um, uh, what's the other one? Watch Big Short. Watch Big Short. Oh, Short. Yeah, no, seen, I, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've never actually seen those movies. But just, like, watching this movie and how, like, every once in a while it would, like, there would be, like, stills and everything. This was and your introduction to Adam McKay? No, I've watched his comedies. Well, not yeah, comedies. but I've never watched his series. Yeah, 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 this is my introduction to him. Oh, that's a mistake. Watch Big Short. Yeah, Big Short I know, is I know. Really be a complete good. 180. I know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But like the just the way that he filmed this, like with the stills and everything, like I, like that's his style. Me, it, that's it, his it style. is. It is. I hated yeah, it. His style is a bit over edited. Oh, a hundred percent over edited, and like. But like it works in other movies, I, but this one right. Didn't. And like it was it was bothersome to me at times because it's like the continuity and scenes were so off because he threw in those stills and it just like hurt my brain at the, like the, uh, the dinner at the end, it was a great scene with everybody kind of coming into acceptance of, you know, their fate and throwing in these stills. And like you have the character's reaction in one scene of doing one thing, but like the audio continues, but they're not doing the same thing in the next scene. And it's really weird. And it's just kind of, it, it breaks me away from what I'm watching. And it, it, bo- it did bother me a lot. Yeah. I mean, to be, I, I think a lot of it's supposed to be kind of that yeah. way. Yeah. I don't think in this case it really serves a higher purpose as much as it does in other, the other two. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, man, I watched this and I'm like, oh, was Big Short a flash in the pan? Right. Like, does actually, like, he not have it? And, like, I was, like, looking forward to a bunch of his stuff, and now the next one is yeah. going to be very iffy. Yeah. Probably still watch it, um, but it's going to be very iffy would, for me. Would did you he say, say the, what did he say what his next one is? Or I don't know. No. Would you not. say, John, though, like, that's the last straw? If this <coughs> one's not good, you're done with Adam McKay? I think so. I mean, yeah. he's already, I mean, even in the big short, he's very preachy. Mm-hmm. Um in Vice, mm. in this one, it's, like, even more so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I just remember at the end of The Other Guys, they have this, like, whole, like, oh, did you know finance was bad, though? Um, <laughs> like, credits thing, which, you know, it was, at the time, so out of place for that movie, even though that one's supposed to be, I don't I guess, a subtle critique of the financial system or whatever. I, I, I don't know. That one I just remember, you know, Samuel L. Jackson and The Rock jumping off a building for no reason. Um, that was, I shouldn't say for no reason, just having nowhere to land. Mm. Um, but, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I do have a good Netflix movie for next week if you guys are looking for something. What movie? Um, it's called um, The Lost Daughter with Olivia Coleman. Oh, it's that's pretty- on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to check that out. I'll check it's, that out. Yeah, check that out. I It does not have the same problem of being like 20 minutes too long. I'll say <laughs> okay. that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, Maybe next week. Because that, that is also lots of Oscar buzz on that one. Yes. I would so, not be shocked if there was yeah. a lead. Or, yeah. So, so, yeah, definitely we'll think uh, we will we will 
Are we in agreement? We'll we'll check that out for next week. We'll review it next week. Yeah, probably a couple sure. other things, but sure. Yeah, be, I'll be interested to get the get the take of the parents on that one. Oh boy, is it a depressing movie? Uh, not overly. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's we need yeah. to we need to start doing some happy stuff here. It's not a happy movie, but it's not <laughs> super depressing either. Great, great, yeah. great. Anyway, well, it has Ed Harrison, and it's directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal, who has her husband in it, and you know, fucking people. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting choice. So, right. um, you can find us on. Apple uh, Podcasts, uh, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and now YouTube, thanks to Sean. Uh, like us on Facebook, uh, leave us a review, and uh, until next time. Uh, Later. Yeah,